know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What is up, Podcast Land? This is Rose, Jim, and Joe of the Band for All Seasons podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk a little bit of everything on the Band for All Seasons podcast. We're going to talk some University of Georgia Bulldog football, as the Bulldogs did make an interesting move earlier this week. We are also going to talk some baseball, as we talk some University of Georgia Bulldogs, as the Dogs opened up the 2023 season this past weekend and we're also going to talk to Atlanta Braves baseball as well as the Braves are in Northport getting ready for the 2023 season so we got football we got baseball and it wouldn't be a fan brawl seasons podcast without a little basketball during basketball season would it we're going to talk a little bit of University of Georgia Bulldog basketball and some Atlanta Hawks to round up the show so that's what it looks like this week on the fan brawl seasons podcast so guys I do want to tell you We are kind of doing a little bit of a different format just until I get things kind of adjusted with my new schedule now. And I'm going to be kind of doing like a recap of like the week that was. So I'm going to let you guys know my thoughts on like the big moves of the week in sports from a local standpoint. So that's kind of going to how we're going to do it for a while just until I get things more squared away as far as like everything with my new like professional life and all that stuff so anyway i just wanted to let you guys know about that so now guys before we get into the sports conversation it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgiasmoke.com so guys like i said we're gonna get things started with a little bit of georgia bulldog football and the news earlier this week georgia finds itself a new offensive coordinator as we finally know the fate of todd munkin and todd munkin is going back to the NFL to be the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. I, like many Georgia fans everywhere, wish Todd Munkin nothing but the best. The, those two wonderful, amazing years with Coach Munkin as our offensive coordinator were really something. He and Stetson Bennett were quite a dynamic duo. They really were. But Georgia now has a new offensive coordinator, and it's a familiar name to a lot of Georgia fans out there. And it is one Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo is coming back to Georgia. Well, I shouldn't say coming back because he was on the offensive staff as an offensive analyst. And now Mike Bobo has the keys to the Georgia offensive car. And it's cool because as a lot of Georgia fans know, if you don't, I'm going to enlighten. Mike Bobo was the quarterback when Kirby Smart was at Georgia playing playing defensive back. So those Georgia teams had Mike Bobo and Shan Bailey and Kirby Smart. I mean, those Georgia teams had a lot of talent under Jim Donnan. And it, and it really is cool for Mike Bobo to get to work with his best friend, Kirby Smart. And now we really get to see Mike Bobo in kind of a new light now. Or I know there's a lot of skepticism when you bring up the word 
Hubbard, Mike Bobo in Georgia football. I know we all think of that infamous day in, against South Carolina. I, I know everybody wants to blame the offensive coordinator if things are bad or if things are good. But guys, what type of talent pool that Mike Bobo has now is eons better than what it was when he was here. That last year in 2014, Georgia was a Georgia was good. I mean, we with Mike Bobo, I know early on in his tenure, we, we would average anywhere from the high 30s to 41.4 points per game. Mike Bobo knows how to coach offensive football. And I know, like I said, there's a lot of skepticism around Mike Bobo being the offensive coordinator, but I, I like it. I'm, 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 I've always been a fan of Bobo. I, I like the fact that he's from here, that he knows what it takes to be a Georgia Bulldog. So think about it from a recruiting standpoint, what Georgia has now. Georgia has Mike Bobo. Georgia has Brian McClendon. Georgia has Will Muschamp. And Georgia has Kirby Smart. And those are four ex-Bulldogs that can go into any big-time recruit's house or when they're hosting recruits on campus, and they can tell them you know, the stories of what made them want to come to Georgia and what makes Georgia such a great place because those four guys, those four guys understand what it takes to be a Georgia Bulldog game in and game out in the most brutal conference in all the land, and that is SEC football. And so I'm really excited about Mike Bobo. I think he's going to come in here. And he's going to get to work with unreal talent, especially depth. Like along the offensive line. Like stuff that he, like stuff that previously he would have dreamed of now. And it's going to be cool for Kirby. You know, you get to work with their friend in Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo. So I'm, I'm really happy for Mike. I think it's going to be a nice fit for Georgia. And I expect our to be dynamic, to be explosive. Because like I said, Mike Bobo knows how to coach offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some wrinkles that were left over from Todd Munkin. And Mike Bobo is going to incorporate what he knows. And it's I think it's going to be a nice blend. And I know everybody wants to talk about, you know, who's going to play quarterback and all that. But we'll just kind of have to see how that works. And uh, anyway, like I said, I'm in the minority. I'm very excited about Mike Bobo. I think it's going to be a nice be a nice fit with him coming back watching well like I said he, he was on staff but you know him having the keys to the Georgia offensive car and I'm really excited about it for uh, for coach Bobo and for the Georgia Bulldog football program so we're gonna keep the University of Georgia Bulldog athletics talk going we're gonna talk some UGA basketball so Tuesday night Georgia played at home against LSU and got a big win 65-63 was this Georgia's best performance no it really wasn't. But Georgia found a way to win a sign of growth, a sign of development in, in year one under first year head coach Mike White. And a guy I do want to highlight though is Justin Hill. Justin Hill did have the game winning basket Tuesday night. As I said on the latest pod with a good friend of the show, Brent Wilson from last week, he and I were talking about how Justin Hill has played really good basketball since coming into the starting lineup for an injured Terry Roberts. And I've been I've been so pleased with what Georgia's gotten out of Justin Hill. He's really done a good job taking care of the ball, getting Georgia in the right play, running good offense for Georgia, and it really has been a nice fit with Roberts coming back from concussion, like symptoms. I think the thing with bringing in Roberts off the bench, it kind of gives Georgia that six-man, that playmaker, and we've seen Georgia go to lineups where they have both Hill and Roberts on the floor together at the same time. That gives Georgia a lot of ball handling, a lot, a lot of quickness, a lot of ability to distribute the ball as as well as shoot the ball and make, make good decisions and also attack the cup. It's going to really get much into Saturday's game with Bama. And it's just, 
You know, we we went into a hornet's nest. You know, Bama had lost to Tennessee. So Bama kind of flexed their muscles again against Saturday night against Georgia. It was brutal to watch. I didn't really watch much of it because I knew it was going to be bad. I will just say this. That Brandon Miller for Alabama is a really good basketball player. He's a really talented player. He's going to be a top pick in the NBA draft. And I think he is a guy that if you're unfamiliar with Brandon Miller's name, you need to learn it because he's a really dynamic player. And I think he's going to do big things on the next level. And I am excited for him to be out of the SEC next year. To where Georgia basketball fans want Georgia basketball to be. So moving on, Georgia will play its next game Tuesday night against Arkansas. And a couple of guys that Georgia fans need to keep an eye on when the dogs travel to Fayetteville to take on Jungle Bacon. One, one guy in particular is Ricky Council the fourth. He's averaging 16.4 points per game. He's a freshman guard and he's a really dynamic player for the University of Arkansas. And another Arkansas guy in particular that stands out to me the six foot seven point guard Anthony Black. He, along with Brandon Miller, is a top lottery pick. He is averaging 4.2 assists per game as well as 13 points per game. I looked at an NBA draft uh, mock website and it had Anthony Black as being a top five pick in the NBA draft. So, once again, like Alabama, Arkansas is able to bring in these elite guys too. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Eric Musselman, the Arkansas head coach, is a heck of a coach. He's a, he's a really Really, really good coach has some NBA background too and is just a guy that's good for the league SEC basketball is really really good as a whole you know like I talked about earlier with Alabama and then you think about with the kind of season Arkansas has had so Georgia's gonna have its hands full with going to Fayetteville that's not an easy place to play when we think of Arkansas basketball in days gone by you think of 40 minutes of hell with Nolan Richardson and that and that defense that suffocating defense with Arkansas basketball and I mean even recently like some really good Arkansas players of the past like Patrick Beverly you know who's with the who's in the NBA now uh Bobby Portis was a really great ex-Arkansas basketball player who's killing it in the NBA so I mean our Arkansas is a is a really solid basketball program. Like I said, Georgia's gonna have their hands full. And like I said earlier, Eric Musselman, great coach, great for great for SEC basketball. Georgia is back home at Stemmon Coliseum on Saturday against Missouri, facing facing a good team in their own. Missouri is one of those improving teams with guard Kobe with Kobe Brown and under first year head coach Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates, the Missouri head coach, came from Cleveland State. And I know he was a guy on Georgia's shortlist as far as head coaches before they hired Mike White. So I'm interested to see how Georgia matches up with this really good guard in Kobe Brown and how we see the game of chess being played between Mike White and coach Dennis Gates on Saturday at the Stag in Athens. So yours truly is going to be in the building on Saturday. I always love going to Stemmon Coliseum when I get a chance. Georgia has four more games in the regular season and they are the following there Arkansas Missouri at home and then next Wednesday the world's largest outdoor cocktail party hits the hardwood the Florida Gators will be visiting Athens so Mike White gets a chance to take on Florida his ex-team next Wednesday in Athens I hope it's senior night I hope there's a good crowd I hate that it's on a Wednesday night otherwise yours truly would be in the building for Georgia and Florida. It is always good when you beat Florida and Athens in basketball. I got to see Georgia do it my senior year. As a student at the University of Georgia, it really doesn't get much better when you're beating Florida and you can start the chant just like football. That That is my favorite chant and 
just some great memories when I think about Georgia and Florida basketball during my time in Athens. And so now, guys, we're going to jump over to some UGA baseball. The Dogs had their opening weekend this weekend, and Georgia took on Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is a good program under head coach Jim Case and Case has been at Case has been in Jacksonville State a long time a grizzled veteran in the A sun as far as good baseball coaches go you know Jacksonville State they're one of those schools that'll play like Alabama and Auburn every year because they're in the same state some years they'll play Bandy some years they'll play Ole Miss some years they'll play Georgia well Georgia got a good got a good test from Jacksonville State. Georgia did drop opening day, losing nine to five. It was a rough start for UGA pitcher Jaden Woods, who I talked about on our Georgia Bulldog baseball preview bit of last week's show. Woods pitched two innings. He allowed five walks. As I mentioned on the on the Bulldog baseball preview part of last week's show, Woods is making the transition from the bullpen to the starting rotation, and I do expect Jaden Woods to bounce back. I think the sky is the limit for Jaden Woods. I think he was just over amped and a little over. And I mean, I, I understand that. That comes with the territory. You know, they're, you're throwing in her squads all winter and all fall. And, you know, the first chance you get to face, you know, some somebody, uh, another team, and you struggle, I mean, that, that's okay. That happens in baseball. And so I think Georgia is going to get, uh, I think Georgia is going to be able to get Jaden Woods going. I think Georgia is going to be able to get their pitching staff as a whole going because, because they're going to need to. They're going to need to here soon. Georgia's going to have to figure it out. But I'll jump to more about the current stuff as far as this week can go. Georgia did bounce back on Saturday and Sunday, both scoring 10 runs against the Gamecock, with Georgia winning 10 to 5. Today, on Sunday, February 19th, 2023, the big catalyst for Georgia offensively was one Parks Harbor. Parks Harbor, who I talked about on our University of Georgia Bulldog Baseball preview on last week's pod, Harbor hit two home runs. He hit one on Saturday, and then he hit one on Sunday. Parks Harbor is a guy, I wouldn't be surprised if he's Georgia's leading home run hitter. I really wouldn't. I think the sky is the limit for Harbor because you can play him at third, you can play him at first. He's a super athletic guy. As long as Parks Harbor stays healthy. Georgia is in good hands, whether it be at the hot corner or over at first base. Harbor can flat out hit, and I'm really excited to go over to Foley Field and see and see uh, Georgia's and see Georgia's offense really do damage. Like I said, we saw Georgia score 10 runs on both Saturday and Sunday. We've seen what this offense can do, and it really was nice to see. There are a couple of Bulldogs that I do want to talk about, and one in particular who stood out to me was freshman Justin Thomas. I heard Coach Strickland or on the postgame show this afternoon following the 10-5 victory over Jacksonville State, and Coach Strickland had nothing but really good things to say about Justin Thomas, and he, he had an RBI and a walk, and he's and uh, he also had a nice outfield assist in um, in the field, and it looks and it looks to me because I was able to see the play, I was able to stream stream the Georgia game on ESPN Plus. Which, by the way, quick side note: if you're a Georgia fan and you want to watch the Georgia Bulldog baseball games, all you have to do is get the ESPN Plus app, go to the college baseball screen, and you'll be able to watch. Georgia Bulldog baseball all season long synced up to the radio call of Jeff Danzler and David Johnston who for my money are the two best radio guys in all of college athletics doesn't get much better than that they Jeff and Dave do a cool thing when they talk about like where people are tweeting them from and, and where and where they're listening to the Georgia games from and people always send pictures of their dogs when they're when they when they're listening to the game you know they'll take a picture and tweet out a picture of their dog Jeff and Dave are big dog people so I did that yesterday I tweeted out a picture of me and my dog 
Charlie listening to the Georgia baseball game and the great Jeff Danzler gave me and my guy Charlie a shout out. So it doesn't get much better than that. Getting to listen to the two best guys in all of college athletics do it, David Johnston and Jeff Danzler. So where does Georgia go from here, guys? Georgia plays a four-game series against a proud Ivy League institution. The Princeton Tigers will visit Athens with Georgia, like I said, playing four games in three days, a doubleheader on Saturday. Saturday. So if you're going to the basketball game at one o'clock and then you walk over to baseball after basketball, that, that's really how you do it. Or you get two Georgia sports in one day. It really doesn't get much better than that if you're a fan of the University of Georgia. So like I said, a winning weekend for the Georgia Bulldogs with Georgia winning the series against Jacksonville State. Georgia winning 10-3 on Saturday and 10-5 on Sunday. I really like what we saw from this Georgia offense. They bounced back in a major way. Like I said, I think this offense is going to carry Georgia until it figures out things from a pitching standpoint and I feel good about where this Georgia team is going it, it was good to see Bowley Field alive and well and you know people in the ballpark and the sun being out after it sounds like just from the radio broadcast just a brutal weather day on Friday granted I was listening to the game driving back after a day at work and then keeping up with the dogs all weekend long on the radio it doesn't get much better than that just another sign that spring is here so we're going to keep the baseball talk going here for a second. I'm going to talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball. The Braves are in Northport as they begin to work on the upcoming season. And I feel really good about one position in particular. I've seen some video of Braves catcher Sean Murphy working on pop-up drills. And so and so, what a pop-up drill is, is where, where the catcher is down in a position, catches the ball, works on popping up and throwing to either second or third base. I really like the video that I've seen of Sean Murphy throwing to second and third base. He's he's got a really good a really good throwing arm and he's a really talented guy and I think as a Braves fan again I I saw him play against the Braves last year in a Wednesday night game in June but other than that game that's really the only real time I've seen Sean Murphy play like in person and and so I think the Braves have or have found something in Sean Murphy I think he's going to be a guy who a lot of Braves fans are going to love I think you're going to love his defense you know with all the with all the new rules base baseball has now with the larger bases all and all the other various rule changes coming to major league baseball this year i think defense is going to be more of a factor than ever before and i think sean murphy is going to is going to make a major impact for the braves defensively and going to give the braves some serious offense as well murphy hit 18 home runs last year and murphy hits 260 to 265 with 18 home runs plays great defense i'm totally on board with that so speaking of defense I do want to highlight one other Brave in particular. It's Vaughn Grissom. And I've seen a lot of video of Vaughn working with Wash and the two of them in spring training. And I like what I've seen out of Vaughn Grissom. It looks like he's really... So he's really soaking up everything that Wash is telling him to do. And like I kind of similar to Sean Murphy. I, what I want from you, Vaughn Grissom, is to play defense. And your offense will come secondary. If Grissom hits like 255, 260 with like with like 8 to 10 home runs, I'm totally on board with that. And then at the end of the day, Vaughn, I just want you to catch the ball. Because his offense is going to come later. You know, when Dansby Swanson first came up, he, he wasn't really hitting the cover off the ball either. It kind of took Dansby a little bit to get in his zone 
zone from an offensive standpoint but the one thing that he was able to bring to the field with him every day was his defense and I think the same of Vaughn Grissom if Vaughn just catches the ball makes the routine play and plays well defensively his offense is going to come I mean we all saw what he did in his major league debut in Fenway Park crushing that ball in the green monster when when I think about that like last year like that was his debut I mean that, that is a heck of a way to debut as a major leaguer. So speaking of the Red Sox and Fenway Park, that's who the Braves will open up Grapefruit League play with on Saturday, February 25th, as the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves do baseball battle in the Grapefruit League. So that's going to wrap it up for our baseball part of the show, talking about the University of Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Braves. So the final part of the show, you guessed it, guys, it's the Atlanta Hawks. So the Hawks are, so the Hawks are on the NBA All-Star break right now. The NBA All-Star game is actually tonight, which I will be watching none of because there are no Atlanta Hawks in it and it's just not compelling and exciting. Anyway, that's another story for another day. The NBA All-Star break, like I said, is here and the Hawks following it will have 23 games left in the season. Like I've said all year, my thing with the Hawks is I expected them, like many Hawk fans, I have the same sentiment of, to me, talent-wise, the Hawks should be a top six. If you just look at the roster, if you just look at the talent, this Hawks team has all the talent in the world, but what have they done this year? There's been frustration. There's been drama in the ownership group, you know, with Russell and his son. And now, like, Nate McMillan is, has driven me nuts all year. Nate is a lame duck coach. I don't understand why Nate McMillan has not been let go, plain and simple. And it's it's just mystifying to me. And how there are certain players on the Hawks who don't step up in big moments. I'm just asking for 23 more games. Step up and live up to your potential. That's all I ask. That's all Hawk fans ask is we want to see this roster maximized. And this roster hasn't played up to its potential, plain and simple. To me, honestly, guys, the, the biggest the, the biggest issue in all of this is coaching and ownership. Coaching and ownership, there's been so much drama. And whether it be Nate, whether it be the wrestlers, ownership has got to figure this out. I don't know if wrestler needs to tell his kid to stop butting in the way because you're not a basketball guy. You're a 27-year-old kid. Just, j- just come together as an organization and just play well these last 23 games games find a way to make it into the top six and make it interesting because honestly as a hawk fan i don't want to have to sit through that stupid playing tournament it is the it is ridiculous it's goofy i don't understand it i know what the nba is trying to do they're trying to make it more competitive but the playing tournament i don't want to sit through that again and i'm sure hawk fans everywhere don't want to sit through that again so find a way to figure it out, enjoy this break, Hawks. It's come next Friday against Cleveland. I expect all gas, no breaks, good basketball for 23 games, and let's just see what happens. I just want this team to play to its full potential. And if they do that, I'll be happy. But if they continue to screw around and find their way into the playing tournament, which by all indications it looks like, unless they go on a heater, it's going to be the same old song and dance. And as a Hawk fan, it is frustrating. I have been emotionally invested in the Hawks my whole life. This is the best talent the Hawks have assembled maybe other since that 2015-2015 run when they had everybody just gel in and buy in with an anchor in Paul Millsap. Like, Trey Young is a dynamic player. Play like it. DeJounte Murray has been solid. DeJounte Murray's been solid. John Collins, you know, is now in concussion protocol. But I but I guess the thing that I'm most frustrated with is the game before the All-Star break started. We lay down and get destroyed by the Knicks. The Knicks. I know they're ahead of us in the Eastern Conference and blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But that was a winnable game at home. And what did the Hawks do? They rolled over and died. So frustrating. Enjoy your All-Star break, Hawks. It's going Friday against Cleveland. It's go time. Anyway, I've said my piece on the Hawks. I just had to get that out there. It's just been bubbling inside all week and just 
felt good to get all that out. So now guys, I want to tell you about FanFrawlSeasons.com. It's our website where you can go, where you can check out your latest FanFrawl Season episodes. Under the Listen Now tab, you can also go to our merchandise store, get our comfy colors t-shirts and a variety of colors in gray, red, and in, I know gray and red for sure. And you can also get our, altern our alternate colors shirts in white and black in the alternate logo that dropped this last summer. And uh, so that's just a fantastic logo in and of itself. And also it's still a little cool guys. So if you wanna get your Fan Frost Seasons hoodies, they come in gray, cardinal, and classic red as I call it. So check those out at the Fan Frost Seasons merchandise store where they'll get you squared away with your favorite podcast. So guys, if you like this podcast, find us on any major podcast platform. Give us a like, give us a follow. That's Fan For All Seasons. Check us out. And so now, guys, it's time to get one last word from our sponsor. And Fan For All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue. Authentic original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So for myself, Jim and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan For All Seasons podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.